Hello and welcome to this podcast with Pastor Tony Paolo, recorded live at Restoration Church of Rhode Island. Enjoy today's message. I'm reading it again. Uh, it's a super practical book. Uh, it's also a supernatural book. And it's one of those books, uh, if we reading the very first verse, uh, James is writing to Jewish Christians who are uh, scattered throughout the earth and throughout the world. And uh, Grace did a good job. Now, we ended up, <clears throat> we ended up last week, because we went James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, and we ended up lacking nothing, right? Verse 4. And I, we put it up. Well, let's put it up there. It says, Let perseverance finish its work, so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. All right? So that's where we left off. The passing translation says it this way. And then, as your endurance grows even stronger... It will release perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. Because doesn't this speak to you? Like, doesn't this want to make you dive into the Word even more and say, yes, I want that? Doesn't it? No? (laughs) It it makes me want to say, what? I don't want anything lacking and nothing missing. So that... That is where we left off, okay? Now, in verse 5, which is a continuation, it says it this way. If any of you lacks wisdom. Now, we just came from, if you lacking nothing. The context here is trial. Paul, not Paul, James. I don't know why I got Paul in my brain. James says, lacking nothing. But if you lack wisdom, you should ask of God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, verse 6 says, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like the wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. That person, a double-minded person, should not expect to receive anything from God. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. We, we are going to really focus on this here tonight. Remember the context, the, the lack that we are speaking of is a lack of wisdom that you may experience during a trial or during a temptation. Because when you really process it, when you're going through a trial, the one thing you need is wisdom. Wisdom. So when people will come and say, Pastor, I've been praying for you, I'll ask, what were you praying for? Because I, wa- I want to know what you're praying for. <laughs> I re- I'm, I'm actually really interested. And so one lady says, oh, I'm praying for strength. I'm like, I don't need strength. If I need strength, I'll take a nap. I need wisdom. So pray for, for wisdom. Because that's, what did Solomon pray for? God said, you don't have anything. I said, you can have anything, anything you want, let me know. Come on. And Solomon goes, wisdom. Because he says, if I have wisdom, I have everything. Because I've been in places, I've, I've actually made decisions that has caused me to find myself in places that I'm like, I don't want to be there because of a lack of wisdom. And which, anytime we go through a trial, the most important thing that we need is wisdom. Now, I like to define wisdom going to Paul's uh, uh, definition in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 7. Paul says this, We continually speak of this wonderful wisdom that comes from God. 
hidden before now in a mystery. It is now his secret plan destined before the ages to bring us into glory. So this context in 1 Corinthians, Paul says, what was this incredible, secret, wonderful wisdom that was hidden is now yours. And in the same context, it says that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind can ever perceive what God has destined for man. He, it talks about God's secret plan is so far away. And, but we don't, bring, we don't stop right there. He says nobody could ever find it. Nobody can ever achieve it. But we continue. It says, but we have the mind of Christ. And because we have the mind of Christ, who the Holy Spirit searches out the deep things of God, where does the Holy Spirit live? inside of us. This is why I pray for wisdom, but I, I say, God, I prefer the gift of wisdom. <laughs> I prefer the supernatural gift of wisdom. So Paul has this secret plan of God that we, we often see as so far away. And I don't, I, I disagree with this whole thing of why, why does it have to be a conflict? Well, there's my plan and there's God's plan. Why? Why does it have to be a fight? Why does there have to? I have found out. I I realized that life is much easier when I live surrendered. Let's just be transformed instead of having to be delivered. Paul says the secret wisdom, this wonderful wisdom that comes from God, was hidden. And and in context, it it talks about the the this wisdom wasn't concealed from you. It was concealed for you. It's not hidden from you. We have this mindset, yeah, God's plan is so far away, we're supposed to be living life with frustration. Absolutely not. There's no opposition between my way and God's way. It's one. And so Paul in this context says that we have the mind of Christ. So let's make the presumption that the wisdom of God, the secret plan of God is not a secret from us, but a secret for us. Okay, let's make that be really clear. So wisdom is God's knowledge applied specifically to your life, to your situation, to heaven's insight is downloaded into your mind. That's wisdom. It's like, God, what do I need to do in this situation? So when we ask for wisdom, what you're saying is, God, just tell me what to do. And wisdom is not an external download, like God is like, okay, I'm sending it your way now. No, it's the Holy Spirit. It's inside. And so the only thing that's going to keep us from understanding this wisdom is the trial that we're going through. It is, the, is, the, is the storm that we're going through. That's the only thing. The, the enemy has no power over us. The only thing that's going to keep us from understanding this wisdom is the trial that we're going through. Remember, the context here is trials, right? And James says, if anyone lacks, which I don't know about you, but every once in a while I find my circumstances just a little overwhelming. You ever been there where you're like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And, but what wisdom does is it projects heaven's perspective into my soul. So I got this internal monologue that often sabotages wisdom. You ever get, go on this roll in your head? You ever do that? Two people? All right, so I get into this roll in my head, and I'm like, I just like, this is crazy, God. Give me, give me your wisdom. I want your perspective into my life. And once in a while, James says, if you ever lack, and once in a while, I do lack that. And when I do lack that, 
I can ask for it. And when I ask for it, the Bible says God gives it to us freely without finding fault. Now that last part there I found interesting. Like without finding fault, why would that even be added? Well, because remember the context. It's trial. Maybe the fact that I'm, uh, I'm walking through this trial is because I made a decision based on my own knowledge and, 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 and understanding instead of God's wisdom. So now we're in a situation now, we're in a trial or temptation that God could easily say, told you so. If you would have just, you ever give someone counsel and they don't do it and they made a bad decision and they come back and you feel like saying, told you so, but we don't, you're not supposed to say that, right? You could say it in your head, but not out loud. So God could have easily said, God is, God is a God that when you're down, he picks you up. Psalm chapter 3, verse 3 says, He's the glory and the lifter of your head. That's what He does. There are certain people that when you are down, they will kick you while you are down. They will rejoice when you are down. Stay away from those people. (laughs) Stay away from... We're supposed to rejoice with those who rejoice, but there are people that rejoice when you are mourning. And mourning when you're rejoicing. So here, it says, without finding fault... He won't see your failures due to a lack of wisdom as an opportunity to beat you. There are times when we've made bad decisions and the consequences of those decisions are enough of a consequence for you to say, I ain't doing that again. And you know what's so cool about wisdom? Wisdom is actually a rescue. Wisdom is actually, this is not about getting out, this is about getting through. You don't get out of a trial, you get through a trial. And wisdom helps you walk through something. I I want us to understand something. Because the context of the trials and tribulation that they were facing was persecution. Uh, uh, Again, they were being sawn in half, they were being boiled in oil, they were being impaled by a sword because they were believers. That was their context of trial. So important for us to get this. So James is like saying, listen, just ask for wisdom. Like if somebody's threatening me to boil boil me in oil because I love Jesus... I don't know if I'd be praying for wisdom. I'm like, I am out of here quick. But he says, pray for God's perspective. Pray for God's perspective to overwhelm your internal monologue. This is so vitally important. When you are down, God is the glory of and the lifter of your head. God's rescue comes in the form of wisdom. Heaven's perspective. So you're going through what you're going through, but what if you got God's slant on your story? It, it, it's so it, critically important that we kind of put a pause to our, the narrative in our head that we have so convinced ourselves is right. Just because you think it's right doesn't mean it's the truth. And if you say something over and over and over again, for you it's the truth, but God is like, it ain't wisdom. It is not wisdom. What got you there wasn't wisdom. And what will get you through will be wisdom. And so without finding four parts, so you're in this place where the only person beating you up is you. God's not doing it, and the devil has no power over you. The only person that's beating you up is you. So, cut it out. (laughs) That's a word from God. God the Holy Spirit says, cut it out. I feel so down. and That's, that's you. God is not going to find fault. What that means is that you, you are at fault, but he's not going to find you at fault. 
the fault was all put on the cross. Jesus took the blame. He took the fault. And the weightiness, the pain that caused the, his crucifixion wasn't so much the physical portion of it, but really was the spiritual end of it, where everybody's faults was put on him. Somebody's got to pay for this. We got we to gotta blame someone. Somebody's got to take the hit. Jesus took the hit. Jesus said, God, James says, without freely, without finding fault. You know, but I've, I've just pre- you know what, God, I feel like we're around the same thing over and over again. I feel like I'm making the same bad decision over and over again. God gives it to me freely without finding fault. And, and then James makes this transition into a person who is double-minded and unstable. Does anyone here know anybody who is double-minded and unstable? Don't look at them now. They're not here, Pastor. So verses 6 through 8 in the New Living Translation uh, says it this way. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver. For a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea. That is, You ever tell somebody, just make up your mind. Focus. Turn to your neighbor and say, focus. And they usually say, I'm trying, but I can't. Here it says, be sure that your faith is in God and God alone. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll be the one directing your paths. So do not waver for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. This person really needs Jesus. Such people, those people, should not expect to receive anything. And we're going to go into that. This sounds so harsh. Like God is like, nope, I ain't doing nothing for you. It's not like that. We're going to be clear with that. Verse 8, their loyalty is divided between God and the world. Split allegiances. And they are unstable in everything they do. Oh, Jesus, help us here. Now, in, in the Greek, and one of the reasons why um, I wanted to take it from the New Living Translation, because in the Greek, the Greek really play, uh, takes into the word uh, loyalty, which, which means uh, 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 double-minded, which means two loyalties, two minds. They, they, they say one thing, and then they, they, they change. They're like a chameleon. But wait, I thought you were uh, just, um, how did you make that change so quick? It, it's just like my circumstances, now my circumstances drive my allegiances. And, and, if I'm, and if I'm here, I'll make a decision based on me being here. But if I'm with this crowd of people, the pressure around me, and this is why we got to be strong men and women of God, especially when we're hanging around with people who do not believe in Jesus, that they don't pressure us, that we're the agent of influences. So this is it. Our loyalties are often, our loyalties are often directed at prospects that offer promise. So I am going to choose the way that benefits me. That's a loyalty. Well, this seems to really, I'm in the middle of a trial, and one thing that a trial uh, does sometimes to us is it, it, make, it causes us to not see clearly. Because I just want to get out. I just want to, I'm uncomfortable. I want an answer. I want to get out. 
But like we said last week, the best way out is through. I just want to get out. And we begin praying, God, get us out! And God's like, no. See, there are times when you're, you're going to be thankful God didn't give you what you prayed for. Especially when you're unstable. Because if you're unstable, you're praying unstable prayers, giving out unstable requests, and God's like, uh, I better not answer it than answer this one. Trust me when I tell you, you don't want what you're praying for. And maybe you're praying for something right now, and you even skip the meal to try to impress God. Maybe you skipped a cup of coffee, and God's like, Somebody said, Pastor, God listens to all prayers. Doesn't he answer? I'm like, well, the, hey, if you're praying, I mean, God does. You, think about when the people in Israel pray for Saul. Because you can pray for something so desperate, so passionately, and God will say, there you go. You can have your Saul. But I'm going to tell you that you can have your Saul, but one day God is going to get his David. And we want God's David in our lives. We, we choose the way, and then we adopt when we have adopted the presumption that God has disappointed us, this is where we are with James now. People are in the trial. We've adopted this presumption that God has really disappointed us. And then our theology becomes tainted. We begin to think different things and pray different prayers. And, and, and it doesn't matter what happens in your life. You remain true to covenant. There is nothing that will get you off track more than your own thinking. So the instability here that we're talking about with this, with this person is not demonic instability. It's us. I don't know. I'm so, I'm so lost. I'm so confused. I, I am so... God doesn't lead you through the valley for you to be confused. He leads you through the valley to get you to focus. And we begin to develop loyalties that generate generic results. Well, I'm not getting the result I want, so let me just kind of move it a little bit this way. Let me, let me sway a little bit this way. So James is now talking about, listen, when you ask, ask with a focused loyalty, are you God-centered or are you self-centered? And there's nothing that's going to get us off track more than going through a trial that God is attempting to use to focus us, and that trial that's supposed to focus us is getting us off track. Okay, so you're going through something right now. And then James uses the, the phraseology of wind and waves, which is why, you, oh, I'm going through a storm. I'm not going through a storm. The storm's going through me because I'm focused. I'm focused on his word. I'm focused on his, his plan, on, on his plan for, for my life. And so James is saying, this person is tossed by the winds and the waves. This person is all over the place. And so when we have these divided loyalties, what happens is that we get stuck in the mindset of indecisions. You're supposed to be making a decision. And your indecision is actually making a decision. Did you know that? By not making a decision, you're actually making one. Jesus was the most decisive person and with authority on your life, and you're going through these trials, and you're going through these, whatever it is that you're going through, and it's causing you to take a step back instead of a step forward. 
and, and, and it's taking away your authority, taking away your clarity, taking away your understanding, and you're running your life by your internal monologue instead of by heaven's projection of perspective and projecting into our lives. This person is dealing with indecision. So the lack of wisdom is causing the power of indecision to creep into your soul, and the only movement that, it, that is prompting you to move is, is prompted by the winds and the waves. Oh, I'm going through a storm. Uh, but you know what? This, I use that phrase now very, very carefully. Because I know some people, they, oh, I'm still going through a storm. I'm going through a trial. I'm going through a storm. How about if it's not a storm? And God's like, actually, that's not a storm. It's actually a blessing. I'm sending you away. But because we so lost focus, we call everything a trial. Pray for me. I'm in a trial. God's like, oh, snap, man. Why are you saying that for? Why? It's like, time out. I thought I was blessing you. You prayed, make me more like Jesus, and that's what I'm doing. <laughs> like, how many times have we said, oh, God, this is so tough? Um, God's like, wow, really? Anything's tough when you're not focused. You know, when I was in college, what caused me to be unsure was my, my, my sheer anxiety going for a test. But if I asked for help and I was focused, I, it, it, I was really focused and God would help me. I mean, do we want to be led by the Spirit or do we want to be led by a storm? And this sounds really harsh. It says, this person shouldn't expect to receive anything from the Lord. Nothing. Nothing. If God were to answer your prayers... From an unstable mind. Okay, so you have an unstable mind. The Bible says that this person is unstable in all they do. It's like, good Lord, this person needs a vacation. This person has an unstable mind, tossed by the winds and the waves. Everything they do is unstable. This is why you got to be careful. When, when people are praying for you, you got to be careful who's, who's laying hands on you and praying for you. Absolutely. When people are praying for me, I keep my eyes open. I'm like, who's praying for me? <laughs> take your hand off, take your hand off. Unstable pray people pray unstable prayers. And if you're not focused, I don't want you imparting your un lack of focus into me. No offense. No offense given, so no offense taken. I need focused people. Hang around with focused people. And the reason why these people are not focused is not because of any demonic power. It's because we've just made a decision. I'm in this trial, and I want to just get out. Pray that God gets me out. How about if I pray God gets you through? The power of wisdom is rescue to get you through. And then the great thing about wisdom is the next time you go through the same, because remember last week we talked about we're going through repeating the same kinds of lessons. We're like, man, I feel like I was... I did this, God. It's because we didn't learn the lesson the first time. So God, so James says, freely ask for wisdom, and God will say, absolutely. This way, I don't end up in the same place where I've dis made decisions to get myself into with a lack of wisdom. So this unstable mind, I'm going to pray unstable prayers, unstable requests, and you're going to get unstable results. If you want God, God's results, we pray these prayers filled with wisdom. And the prayers filled with wisdom and the mind of Christ is that, God, I, I don't have all the answers, but I'm going to completely trust in you. I want your results in my life. And maybe on your best day, you feel like you have a, 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 an outcome that's noble. 
It might be noble, but it's not kingdom. And it, it, it might be noble. So Paul says, that's the secret. If you're not searching for it, it's going to be a complete secret. That's going to cause you frustration. If you're not looking for it, but if you're looking for it, the mind of Christ coupled with the Holy Spirit that searches out all these secret things, shares those secret things with you. Because the Bible does say he shares his secrets with his friends. And there are times, and I know speaking to some of you, that he'll just share things with you, not for you to do anything, but just for you to know what he knows. Hey, why are you telling me? I just want you to know. What do you want me to do with this? Nothing. I just want you to know what I feel. I just want you to know what I, what I said. That's the, that's the wisdom. The secrets are held, and it's not concealed from you. It's concealed for you. It's hidden through the ages. It's actually hidden from the, old te- the saints in the Old Testament. The saints in the Old Testament are probably in heaven saying, we wish we had the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Why didn't we have that? You kept it a secret from us, but now it's shed onto the New Testament saints. That's us. To live in this. How do we gain wisdom? I'm going to share this. You read your Bible. Is that good? I'm going to say it again. Read your Bible. Say one more time. Tweet it if you want. <laughs> Hashtag read your Bible. You know, when I read my Bible, even because Grace said, I love the book of James. I said, that's what I thought this morning. I read through it. I'm like, wow, God, I feel like I've been missing something here. I've read this before, but the word of God is so layered and so textured and so deep that I get his ways. And the Passion Translation says it this way. It releases perfection into every part of your being until there's nothing lacking and nothing missing. That's perfection. And so when God, it's it's God having his way. And when God does it, when you don't give, allow God to have his way, he'll let you have yours. And that's the scary part. God, you ever prayed, God, have your way? (laughs) There's a couple of times where I've said, God, have your way, and then I go try to jump in and do my thing. You know what I'm saying? God's like, all right. God will let you have your way, but with your way will come your results, and your inventions really sabotage his intentions for your life. Says God, this is not about deliverance. This is about transformation. Wisdom delivers, but wisdom transforms that then after transitioning from a life of God, I need constant deliverance. I need deliverance. Somebody posted, I need deliverance every day. I'm like, really? <laughs> At what point do you go, okay, I got it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to I wanna learn how to swim. I'm going to learn how to float. I'm, I'm, I'm even going to learn how to swim with some weight coming down on me. I'm even going to uh, uh, learn how to help somebody else float. After a while... It's like, okay, God, thank you for deliverance. Now I want to live in the realm of transformation. Transformation prevents me from having to be constantly delivered. Deliverance means I'm making my own decision. Deliverance means I'm going through my own understanding. Deliverance means I'm, I'm, I have my own swagger. Transformation means I get it. And when we go, why do we have to go through these seasons now of unanswered prayers based on a lack of wisdom? He says, this person will not receive anything from the Lord. Why? Divided loyalties 
gets divided results. And we're frustrated because we're praying these prayers all over the place. The, and the Message Bible says it this way. You're adrift at sea because you like to keep your options open. <laughs> you're adrift at sea because you like to keep your options open. And when we live this life of faith, when we live this life of wisdom, there's never a plan B. If you've got a backup plan, God's going to allow you as a backup plan. But when you live your life by faith, there's no other options. Faith is supernatural, but faith is super practical. Ready to make your application to your life right now. They are unstable in all these ways, in all they, in all they do, verse 8. So what's causing this, this doubt? It's trial, storms, darkness. But how can we turn it around? Asking in faith, one mind, loyalty to the things of God, focus, decision, decisive, stability, which James says, perfection, lacking nothing. God, I just focus on you. Before you begin to panic, get into the word. I mean, you can panic and get into the Word, but by the time you get into the Word, when you're all over the place, it's like, now the goal is stopping the storm instead of getting focused. So before you begin to panic, say, God, I'm going to get into your Word so that when I get into a storm, it's just another day in the office. So this is not about getting out. This is about getting through. Focus. Asking God for wisdom. It's not an external download. It's an internal awakening. By getting to the, into the Word, learning His ways, and then learning His secrets by listening. Every once in a while, throughout your day, you pray all day, but every once in a while, you know what you do? Listen. Because God is always speaking. And the people that will listen are the ones who are going to actually pause and say, God, I need your wisdom. God, I lack wisdom. I'm asking you for wisdom. In faith, focused. Because what you are going through may not be as bad as you think it is. But when God downloads wisdom or creates a sense of understanding and revelation in your life, you go, wow, God, thank you for teaching me. And I'm actually becoming more like Christ. Remember, Jesus slept in a fishing vessel during a storm. A small boat, a sailboat. Fishing. It wasn't a cruise ship. It wasn't a Norwegian. We think he slept. And the, and, the, and, and the boat was taking on water. It, 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 technically, he should have been sleeping. Because in his kingdom, there are no trials. In his kingdom, there are no storms. So what you see must, your perspective, your kingdom perspective, this is wisdom. Your kingdom perspective must be completely different than what you see with your eyes. Must be completely different. And then people go, oh my gosh, how, aren't you nervous? Well, yeah, a little bit. Aren't you afraid? But Yeah. Why are you, like, why are you... <laughs> Some people will not understand it. But what your perspective is must be completely different than what you see with your eyes. 
And when those two things are completely different, guess what? I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the eyes of faith. I'm going to go with heaven's uh, download. I'm going to go with wisdom. With wisdom. Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. Lord Jesus, tonight, Father, in this moment, I pray that we would stop the noise. Stop everything going on in our minds, Lord. Just pause the, pause the internal monologue. Just for a moment. Pause it. Okay? We're going to stop it, and we're actually going to transition. God, thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for your ways. Thank you for your perspective. Lord, we don't want divided loyalties generating generic results. Stop. Stop. Focus. We don't want divided, we don't want two minds. We don't want to be unstable. We don't want to be referenced by James as an example. Focus on your word. Focus on what you've already done in our lives and use that as a frame of reference, God, for what you will do tomorrow. Thank you for peace. Thank you, Lord, for the peace that passes all understanding. Thank you for joy. Thank you, Lord, that the trials we go through are specifically to test our faith. The enemy comes to test us, to destroy us. You come to test us, to build us up. So you're building us up. So what you're actually going through, what if God were to say, oh, stop. What if he were to say to you what other people say to you? Ah, it's all in your head. It's like, it's not in my head, it's real. Oh, it's real in your head. What if God were to say to you, allow the arms of wisdom to reach into every area of your life. I can help you get out if you want, but true kingdom wisdom is getting through. Let's get through here. We're going to get through this. You are going to make it. Because the Bible says so. This fight is fixed. And in the end, you win. After the 15, 20, 25 50 rounds. At the end, you win. At the end, you do win. Come on, Tyler. Thank you for listening. Tony Paolo is the lead pastor of Restoration Church. If you would like more information, go to restorationchurchri.com.